We ain't going nowhere. Got it. This is our land. It's been our land for thousands of years. It'll be. But one thing I will say this though. One point of negotiation. Now that that's clear, we ain't moving, and you guys are pushing forward. You give us 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Well, actually, who am I negotiating with now that not, it should get pending the county over here. What I'm saying is give us 30 minutes to talk to our children and our elders, because not everybody is going to stay. And so we want to we want to get out our women, our children, and our elders, anybody who is diabetic, anybody who's sick. Okay. And, and and then we'll, we'll address. But during that period of time, in that during that period of time, we can't have aggression. So that, so 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 they're not listening to you and they're not listening to me. That's why somebody nope. from up there needs to get down. I want to say. That sounds Thank good. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for talking. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened here uh, uh, like what always tries to happen, they were aggressive. We held our ground. They pushed us, they were pushing us past So someone just tried to negotiate. Um, negotiate uh, with the park service um, to see if if there could be be uh, some agreements about um, the tactics uh, the National Guard are using and um, whether the, the the vans could be um, left uh, in place and not um, seized. Also, um, if there could be time for elders and children to leave um, the scene if they want to or need to. Um, so it seems like that they might give. Oh, sorry. They might give 30 minutes for that to happen. I'm just going to mute that for right now. Thank you for joining me if you're here live and uh, uh, later on if there's uh, the podcast or the YouTube video. This is another transmission from a working class observer. Uh, I think it's 07032020. A lot of zeros still in this. Um, that was Unicorn Riot live right now um, at the Indigenous Activists. Um, it's an anti-Trump protest. Um right outside right outside of their home being reminded of their history their relation to their heritage in this country and it's uh powerful stuff so honestly uh i uh this is what i call what in the f where i try to figure out what in the fash is going on i mean what in the fuck um but i shared this video the link to it in the chat um please kick uh, click it and go watch that rather than me because uh, what Unicorn Riot is doing right now is much more important. If you're here in the live stream, you can see that there is a fuck ton of National Guard just sitting there staring at like a handful of protesters. That's uh, that's one fucking sight right there.
Both of them are just making a line. I kind of wonder if they're actually uh, blocking the way, which uh, it's going to be uh, pretty horrifying to think that Trump would disperse this crowd in the manners that police have been doing to the cities uh, for a while. But I don't know why would we expect anything less. That's why I think it's very, 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 very important that we spread solidarity with Unicorn Riot because uh, this is this is big. I had no knowledge of this happening prior to hopping online, and it's happening right now. And it's going to happen until Trump comes through, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, wow. Wow, you guys. This is real direct history on that ass. And I just, I would really hate to be all these white people over here standing with shields in front of them and Kevlar badges tasers mace gloves none of the cops wearing masks none of the national guard wearing masks but they are they are <laughs> sure are wearing that whiteness Whew. uh it looks like actually it's getting pretty tense in this in this section right now not sure what's going on but i mean i could sit here and watch this all all night and i i might just put it in sections but it looks like there is uh already some activity that has uh gotten peer people with their cameras out and a little upset just hit, hit a woman um who is a anti-trump person all right i can see down farther on the line there's actually uh, pro-Trump protesters on the other side of all these cops and all these uh, National Guards. It's the cops and National Guards and uh, the pro-Trumps on one side and then the anti-Trumps on the other side. This is America. This is what he spoke of great. This is it. This is it. This is this is what they what they voted for. This is what he's been working towards. This is what the GOP has been supporting. This is a long time coming. <laughs> and uh, this shit got me real fevered right now because, like, it's just a bad situation. Um, I really hope everybody is going to stay safe. But like I said in the chat is the link to uh, this live broadcast. I'm going to leave it open in my browser so I can return to it later, check in. Uh, but there, there is... There's more out there. Um, God damn. Like, uh, just go watch that. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really do not know what to tell you. You just, you should probably go watch that. Because everything I have here is just secondary. And you can find it on Anchor or your favorite podcast streaming service. And you can find it on YouTube later. Go watch uh, Unicorn Riot while I just uh, save this for you for later. Honestly. Unicorn Riot, what they got is much more important right now. I'm sure there's other broadcasts of uh, many more protests going on right now, too, that aren't just uh, the pro-anti-Trump Mount Rushmore. I don't know what they're going to end up naming this this event specifically, but it's uh, it's already not looking very good, not very healthy. 
So the other things I wanted to start up with is that I found a uh, encryption bill that's been sliding under the radar uh, throughout through since the beginning of 2020, really. Um, right here, I have Fight for the Future. Um, it's a campaign to end the Earn It Act. And what is the Earn It Act? You may ask. Well, I asked that just before I started this broadcast, and it seems. Uh, we got one uh, one look at it here from Privacy News Online by Caleb Chen. And then I thought I had another article open about it, but I must have closed it. But essentially, we have Lindsey Graham here, you know, uh, Queen Graham, uh, pushing a bill to give... Attorney General Barr even more power than he than he had before um, with the executive order that Trump passed just a little bit ago uh, with the, the whole cop bill um, it gave basically William Barr a uh, oversight board of police and it's giving him like a database a uh, very extensive database to for him to collect information about officers police departments etc etc um i would say find that episode i don't remember what transmission it is i've been doing this for a minute but it's a previous transmission um that's why i started naming them too so that i can try to get better at figuring it out because i'm not going to be able to remember the numbers it's pretty arbitrary but it's fun to say um but here we have another national commission on online child exploitation prevention would be the uh, commission as they put it uh, setting a draft or setting rules for internet companies to be eligible for protections under section 230 of the Commission's Communications Decency Act um, yeah and it says right here that the board would be headed by William Barr and like I said it seems like he's starting to get um, a lot of power beneath him to I don't know if he's going to be the supreme smasher of activists um, you know if if uh, Trump is to win and Barr is to be his attorney general for the next four years we are uh, we could expect a lot more veracity towards stamping out activism Especially if this passes as well, because it just allows what they what they want allegedly here in this um, is a backdoor into uh, I don't know. It says backdoors to encryption, but I'm wondering if it's just the certain encryptions, like our messages that are encrypted on there, or certain privacy data that's encrypted on on the the many websites that we use. So it's pretty fascinating that he would be able to then get backdoor access to, say, like Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, uh, Discord, uh, Gab, if you will. Um, he could get a backdoor key to all of these encrypted zones, which I am only guessing is the most um, private material for the users. And, uh, yeah, just having that kind of mm, oversight seems like a little too much for me uh, mainly because you know there's so much activist work to be done online and of course leaving that open for activists to work is also going to leave the possibility of 
terrorists, but I would assume that with a just government, they would be able to distinguish between the two. But with a unjust government, um, I, I, I feel like activists and terrorists are going to start becoming more and more blurred. Um, so I could see why there's a push and an initiative to get this act completely wiped from the floor. The unfortunate thing is, though, is that once a bill is formed, once a bill is written, um, the idea is out there, the draft is out there, and it may get tweaked over time or this and that. And it's 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 just definitely troubling that this is going to be a problem we're going to see from conservatives for a minute because they're so um, obsessed with control. I wouldn't say liberals are completely free of not being obsessed with control. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's uh, voted along the same lines of getting the Patriot Act reinstated every time it's up for vote. Um, but as, as as we can see here, um, this is this is definitely a focus of General Bill Barr here because apparently he has already made this is from the article made uh, headlines multiple times for calling on tech companies to build in backdoors to encryption um, and the article also brings up a good point beyond the fact of us also um, being at risk of government surveillance is just also the idea of bad actors um, you know anybody that really is just a a hacker looking for data um, there's always people out there looking for fraud you know you get those emails you click it next thing you know you've lost your social security number it, it happens I remember not too long ago I actually got a email saying that somebody had put a hit uh, uh, a hit on my head and I had like a little bit of time to pay him five thousand dollars because he kind of felt bad for me and uh, you know definitely one of the more creative scams I've ever seen, but other ones are a little bit sneakier. And you can think about it with the whole Pegasus thing, um, which is, it's a software made by an Israeli company. I'm not specific on the exact one. I think it's like cyber something, but the, it, it allows them to p park within proximity of a cell phone and capture the uh, signal it sends out to the tower or to the 3G LTE whatever whatever you're using or you know pretty soon 5G it's able to intercept that uh, signal and basically then be a part of it before it hits and you start streaming or start uh, talking about all the drugs you're gonna do I don't uh, um, it's yeah so even beyond surveillance by your own government there's just surveillance or even theft possibilities or just even more malcontent from a bunch of other people if this backdoor is created because i mean it's only a matter of time that maybe that like you know you know uh hacktivists seem to be pretty proficient at getting shit done hmm so yeah this uh this article which i'll include gotta include them you go into the chat. Did I not even? I didn't send that one. And then there's an article for that. And then here's the whole petition, which you can also give a donation to fund the end of this horrifying 
stomping of privacy rights. Um, and that's something that we don't really even talk about enough in this country is uh, how our uh, data rights and our internet rights are just kind of at the whim right now. Um, there is, it is kind of wild west-ish, but not, um, not too centralized, which is a good thing, but, uh, we, we do need to consider how we're going to fight for our rights in the oncoming age of all internet, because it's, it's already becoming the, the, the biggest access to, uh, I, I, I want to say innovation and prosperity in the world. It's, it's the next step in a, in a lot of areas. Um, we've, we, and we, and it, coronavirus has only helped to prove this by isolating people and forcing them to use the internet more than ever. And they, I feel like that's just going to become more prevalent as time goes on, because even so, I don't really see like coronavirus becoming less deadly after we create a vaccine. Um, uh, the other day I re talked about the, uh, G4EA H1N1 flu virus that was discovered out in, ch uh, China recently. And, uh, you know, viruses are going to keep happening so we're going to have to keep adapting in certain situations some people even say that coronavirus can be a lockdown thing every for for the next two years we'll be coming in and out of lockdowns and it's all high possibility um so that's why i think it's pretty important as well that we protect our our internet rights and uh graham has authored the eliminating abusive and rampant neglect of interactive technologies act of 2019 or earn it act what i think is pretty funny too is every time like politicians come out with these bills it has to be like some like real clever acronym like something that like oh it's got to roll off the tongue it's got to have good marketing like i can't get it to pass without good marketing i think that's my lindsey graham impression but um i i just like how they have to everything they do has to be marketing and it's uh it's a disgrace on politics um Somehow I find it, somehow I find politics to pull me in to participate in a lot of ways. It, it does peak interest, but it should not entertain as much as it does. And, uh, yeah, this is, earn it, that's, that's a good joke, bro. Um, even more here about William Barr and his intentions. Um, encryption protects secure systems from hackers. It says here to uh, convince people even further, security professionals have repeatedly warned us that killing encryption will have disastrous effects, but that hasn't stopped our government from installing digital backdoors in secure systems. Predictably, hackers discovered and exploited those digital backdoors, wreaking havoc with communication systems, power grids, and even nuclear facilities. Indeed. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not opposed that we're already kind of in like some weird uh, 1984-esque dystopia where there is actually three major governments kind of ruling ruling sections of the the uh, let's see uh, the the planet. But it would be interesting if one day we went from like seven continents to just four. Um, Edward Snowden exposed the American government's massive and unconstitutional surveillance program back in 2013. Unfortunately, Snowden's revelations didn't stop our law enforcement and intelligence agencies from abusing their surveillance powers to spy on journalists. 
racial justice activists, and millions more. The article continues. Beyond the systemic surveillance issues we face, individual police officers routinely misuse their access to confidential databases to get information on neighbors, romantic partners, and business rivals. I did hear about this as well. Let's click this link here to see if it talks about the story I think it's going to talk about, and it is... Oh, it's actually across U.S. police officers abuse confidential database. This was reported in 2016 that cops were abusing confidential information. I did hear about the romantic quarrels um, where a cop had stalked her or his uh, ex's new lover, and the story does not end well. Let's see the, the specific information here. The AP... Through records, requests to state agencies and big city police departments found law enforcement officers and employees who misused databases were fired, suspended, or resigned more than 325 times. Holy shit, between 2013 and 2015. 325 officers in two years. Jesus. They received reprimands, counseling, or lesser discipline in more than 250 instances. Okay, so that's not even the total amount the review found. So there's 325 fired, suspended, and resigns, and then there's 250 reprimands, counseling, and discipline. That's still a total of 575 in two years. That's buck. And fucked. Unspecified discipline was imposed in more than 90 instances reviewed by AP. In many other cases, it wasn't clear from the records if punishment was given at all. Nice. Yep, here it is. An Ohio officer who pleaded guilty to stalking an ex-girlfriend and who looked up information on her, a Michigan officer who looked up home addresses of women he found attractive, and two Miami-Dade officers who ran checks on a journalist after he aired unflattering stories about the department. Yes, this is all very healthy stuff. This is good. This is good. More perfect union? I think so. I think so. All right. We need free speech online more now than ever. This is the actionnetwork.org again. Um, yeah, and I mean, President Trump also has a pretty bad record right now of being extremely persecuted. Well, accusative of uh, many actors, um, mainly calling them just thugs, criminals, and anarchists. Um, so I think it's important that we end the Earn It Act, just because I already talked about earlier in that other broadcast with the whole police reform bill or police reform executive order from Trump. Uh, William Barr already got too many fucking powers, and in that one bill... In that, that's not even a bill. Why do I keep calling it that? In that one executive order, Bill Barr had a ton of powers, and I don't think there's any reason for him to have a digital backdoor uh, power as well. It just, it, we're losing a lot of checks and balances between people and the government, and that's not healthy. That's not good juice, you know? And when you build upon that now the future starts looking a lot bleaker but uh please go sign uh donate uh that's the fight for the future don't let congress kill encryption um 
I think it's really being pushed by uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation is actually the main pusher of this. So if you want to check them out, um, they seem to be an organization focusing on a lot of issues here. What free speech, privacy, creativity and innovation, transparency, international security. Oh yeah, and they got all their 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 work here. You can you can take action with action centers, Electronic Frontier Alliance. You can volunteer, and you know it's a whole ass website. You should go check out and just see if you feel it. But we're gonna go with this little bits of article here as well because it seems like Brazil's moving in, as uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation also does some reporting. Uh, Brazil's fake news bill would dismantle crucial rights online and is on a fast track to become law. This was reported June 24, 2020. The author is hmm, Veridiana Alamonti. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, but it's a wonderful name. Uh, there's an update here. A new draft text was released shortly before the voting set for June 25th. It doesn't include blocking and data localization measures, but the surveillance and identification rules remain. Read more in the analysis of a coalition of digital rights groups in Brazil. Despite widespread complaints about its effects on free expression and privacy, Brazilian Congress is moving forward in its attempt to hastily approve a fake news bill. Quote, we've already reported about some of the most concerning issues in previous proposals, but the draft text released this week is even worse. It will hinder users' access to social networks and applications, require the construction of massive databases of users, real identities, and oblige companies to keep track of our private communications online. Oh, that's thick. It's, yeah, w w in here you kind of see a bit of a parallel here between uh brazil and america really wanting to close in on people's internet activities because they know that it's a it's uh it's a pretty dangerous threat it, it helped in occupy it's helped in almost every protest since it helped in uh um the arabs nope nope i almost hit the one the wrong one but it was the uh the most not the most recent but in the uh it wasn't the Egyptian revolution, but it, it was a specific uprising in Egypt, and uh, they had to shut down the internet completely because of how bad it got. So it's just, it's, uh, governments hate it, but you love it, the internet. And that's why it's really important for us to make sure that internet rights are secure, because if they're not, we're going to get abused like some bad little children. But we know, we know we've been trying our best. We know, we know that. They just don't care. Um, and it's all in the name of stopping terrorism, but really, this the state of acts upon all who it sees unfit or all who it sees worthy of uh, acting upon. And, you know, just, uh, you know, keep your head up, like Tupac said. Um, but please go check out EFF.org, Electronic Frontier Foundation, for great news and activist work. Hitting it up in the stream right now. There's your link. Go check it out. Donate. Or don't. Um, I just thought it was a pretty unique parallel there. How both Brazil 
and uh, the United States are just so interested in everybody's internet activity. And it's the, the idea of, well, if you're not, do, you know, doing anything wrong, you've got nothing to hide. And, um, you know, what people do wrong just kind of changes depending on whatever culture or society they're living in. So it's a pretty arbitrary way of judging character and criminal activity. And I'm just going to have to say that it's a bullshit way to uh, uh, manipulate and control. So we're going to move on even some more. Uh, also, go check out Privacy News Online. Yes, yes, yes. How do I find their Twitter like even faster? I don't I don't want to look it up. Ooh. Ooh, they got a YouTube too. Go check it out. I don't I don't give a fuck if like my uh my channel just ends up a channel to uh promote other people, honestly. Oh, it's a VPN. I wish I would have known about them sooner. That's tight. Um Gave him the, gave him that sweet sweet follow. Nice. All right. So here, I I also wanted to look at this. Um, go follow Internet of Shit just because it's a pretty interesting page. I just gave him a follow just because of the the post itself. But um, right here caught my attention that he uh or they they posted um their their tweet says turns out you can get a mask with a chip in it now too because reasons either way wear one um i'm sure they are kind of uh oh, okay so he was joke they, they were joking wear a mask they don't have chips in them and help protect each other from getting covid so just do it that was sarcastic um let's see Let's see here. Uh, we're going to play the video. I'm going to have to read the captions out loud because Reuters uh, just posts those kind of like new age reports where it's just like, here's some text. Here's some calming ambience. And that's the news. It's, you know, it's calming while you hear like very frustrating shit. But uh, the tweet itself says this smart mask can connect to your phone or tablet app and transcribe speeches make calls and translate languages i thought it was interesting because like i was really focused on like google glasses but of course i was wrong because i couldn't have predicted covid in the way that it's attacked us and of course smart masks were the fucking future but i also think that they probably are just like jumping the gun hella hard and thinking like this is just gonna sell like a motherfucker because everybody's got to wear a mask but it's so hard to use the phone while you got one on i don't i don't know how this is going but jesus let's let's check it out this smart mask can translate languages that's actually pretty cool because like like in the movie snowpiercer where they have that like little walkie-talkie where they can both like talk to each other from south korean to 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 american it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So if that can actually like happen though, and your face mask can like talk to like you speak English in it, and then like it, it says like something in Swahili, like that would be fucking cool. And connects to phones. So that you can have conversations with it with your mask on. Startup Donut Records? What the f Oh, sorry. Startup Donut Robotics invented the C-Mask. 
accessories but honestly though um yeah no i don't i don't know how i feel about this like ease of access yes of course it's a thing with a microphone in it and convert japanese to eight other languages yes that's what i'm talking about that's what I'm talking about. That's that shit from like Snowpiercer and that other shit. That's what, that's the future right there. It's hot today, too. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It's hard to hear what customers at the cash register of soup are It's like a Bluetooth microphone that just kind of goes over your mask. And it, it seems like it's kind of rubberish plastic. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for in public and convenience, and I could see like that translation tool becoming like the greatest. But if there's security reasons, I'm sure somebody's found them. Uh, not that, I'm, wow, I'm actually not that far against this. Maybe because it's like a mobile translator. And also, like, people who use, like, who, like, record podcasts on their phone can just wear their mask. I wonder if they can hook that up, too, for, like, different kinds of interviews as well. But then that's really weird because then you're going to have interviews where people are wearing masks and looking like Hannibal Lecter. You kind of look like Hannibal Lecter with it on. Yep, so that's interesting. Internet of shit. Go throw them a follow. Fuck it. Um, moving right along here, uh, so far, go check out the indigenous activists, uh, anti-Trump protest, uh, on Unicorn Riot, go to Electronic Frontier Federation, go check out Fight for the Future, and, uh, Privacy News, uh, Privacy Online News, I believe it was, uh, that's a lot, it's a lot, but it's worth it, Wow. All right, Twitter, slow down. Getting out of there. Um, yep, 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 yep. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna check in here real quick. It seems like they've got a little bit better divide between the protesters and counter protesters on two sides of the streets. Um, a bit. That's a, a lot safer distance than what was happening before. But of course, these pro, uh, or I mean, the anti-Trump protesters. Some of them have to stay in the road because. They are actually trying to block uh, entry. So, uh, yep. It, but it does look like they have them on separate sides of the road. 
And also, there's still a ton of cops. Just a ton of, ton of piggies. It's all lined up in a row. That's, that's great. All right, all right. And here we go. This is what I'm going to do with uh, the remainder of my time. Because I think it's important with everything with the online rights being eroded away and fascist governments looking to watch you move around online like honestly if they want to see some good shit that's on the internet go hit up twitch and watch some valorant gameplay am i right i'm, I'm waiting for a high five just just air just my uh, camera high five it cam five it all right fuck it um let's get it i don't i haven't even watched this yet I just saw that he is not, uh, I mean, he's continuing on with this antagonistic rhetoric that he's been doing for a, a long time. Wait a minute. Why is this live right now? It looks like NBC, or I mean, PBS has a, oh, okay. Nope. So they're already doing the whole July 4th thing right now, even before it starts. Yep, PBS is having a live presentation of... 4th of July, so I'm going to skip that and go to the part where Trump is calling uh, American citizens anarchists and terrorists. Um, so uh, give it to me straight, Fox. Welcome to the special edition of The Five. Hi, everybody. The president oh, the and five. first lady Melania Trump are heading to Mount Rushmore for a 4th of July celebration. What could go wrong? President Trump said to give a speech where he'll defend America's founders and call out the left-wing mob and those pushing cancel culture. While the president is planning to honor America, how about that, on its birthday eve, others are intent on tearing it down. The president putting anarchists and looters on notice ahead of the planned protests <laughs> this weekend. The American dream is the sacred birthright of every American child. And that's what we have, is we have the American dream. And nobody's going to shatter the American dream, not the anarchists. Not the agitators, not the fools, not the looters. I want to also thank all of law enforcement. That it's, it's just the perfect type of language for people who are already so antagonistic. I mean, we're already well aware that Trump has been dividing the line. Like, if you aren't with him, you are against him. And by doing so, he's also built up these adjectives, these descriptors, these uh, hmm, labels, categories. Just many things to keep you from thinking human being, uh, fellow citizen, um, neighbor. Instead, he says anarchist, fool, looters. Um, I'm sure if he could, he would say rapist. But, like, it's just that's the kind of rhetoric that we've been getting from our president. And it's the kind of rhetoric that you get with already hostile people becoming more aggressive and more um, emboldened to be aggressive and it's unfortunate that this is the route he would take because there's so much more work to be done towards a eco-friendly and racial just future but uh you know if he's if he's gonna stand in the way then you know we just gotta keep moving baby the job you've done is incredible we signed a bill you play with our monuments or our statues you go to jail for 10 years it's amazing how it all stops so fast. Stops so fast. We let the local authorities handle it as long as possible. But I think it's pretty funny because it didn't stop right right when he signed that. It actually like continued on for like two days after he signed it. 
Ultimately, we said, let's step in, and we stepped in, and it stopped. And the Department of Homeland Security preparing to protect monuments, deploying special units to Washington, D.C., Portland, and Seattle. Three pretty good cities where we saw a lot of chaos over the last three weeks. Geraldo, yeah, let's Geraldo. start with you. He's the first president to go to Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July since Bush 41. Ten years ago, President Obama canceled because he was afraid of the forest, uh, the fire possibilities because of the fireworks and the forest was dry. Is the president taking too much of a risk going here where there could be Native American protests and possible forest fires? What kind of framing of the question is that, bro? Oh, he's actually supposed to be on at 10 p.m. Eastern? Oh, wow. Seriously, though, what kind of framing of the question is that? Because he said uh, Obama missed it because of uh, worry of setting a wildfire. But should Trump be worried because there's a Native Americans there? <laughs> like, what? Well... I think that uh, those dangers always uh, exist, uh, Brian. I think everyone is on edge. This is the least relaxed July 4th. <laughs> those dangers always exist. Wildfires and Native American protests. Those dangers always exist. Thank you, Geraldo. You are always on point. Weekend in memory. You have this collision of our traditional uh, expressions of patriotism with the social justice movement all with the, uh, the backdrop of this uh, damn pande uh, pandemic, 52,000 new infections yesterday alone. Uh, I just wish, uh, looking at the president, who is my friend, uh, I don't know why he uh, refuses so stubbornly uh, to, uh, uh, to wear a mask, why he, does he think it's unmanly? I just don't get it. Oh, I he's going to wear, wear it now? Uh, we have the damn mask. <laughs> What's that, Oh, he's going to wear it. He's going to wear it now. He said a couple of days ago he's going to wear it. You will see him get Air Force One with the mask, Geraldo. No, we won't. Well, that will, uh, that will I think, uh, make me feel a, a bit more relaxed. How is this where the conversation goes? He asks him how uh, dangerous Native American protesters are and how um, dangerous wildfires are. So far, this conversation has been utterly useless. And then his main point here that he's trying to end his segment on, Geraldo, is that he's just upset that Trump won't wear his damn mask. Like, it is kind of a subtle way of, hey, uh, acknowledge the uh, 52,000 new cases and also uh, the fact that there is a uh, infectious virus going around. But it's just so fascinating that he doesn't have any real... Uh, critique or input that challenges anything which you know i would understand of a friend of trump especially because he knows how trump reacts to people who he disagrees with so relaxed i think that they're real uh you know real battles to fight here to do one over something uh, uh so so stubborn and so so seemingly without real point uh is disappointing to me i think that it affects everything about his political chances. I think it's, wearing the mask. vibe toward him is affected by, it's the little things. Yeah, but the big things, yeah, right. we want to get after these looters and rioters and anarchists and defacers nice. of monuments and so nice. forth. Uh, but we nice. want the- Nice. 
Geraldo showing class solidarity against everybody who's uh, not filling these statues or feeling white supremacy anymore. But uh, Geraldo here is just really wants Trump to wear a mask because that's what's going to come up in this next election. Why didn't you wear a mask, Mr. President? I mean, all this stuff about the statues, all this stuff about police brutality, all of this nonsense. Where is your mask? president to set an example, and I'm, I'm glad that he will right. be wearing one uh, if your report is correct. I think, I think I'm correct. Kennedy will verify that. Kennedy, verify that. Let's see, uh, as I speculate. <laughs> Why did he uh, put Kennedy, that on in her? In particular, I think this is going to be great. The backdrop of Mount Rushmore, the president's got it, usually delivers a great speech uh, in South Dakota, kicking off the 4th of July with 7,000 people. What do you think? I think it's great. I, I think that, that we have canceled so much. We've canceled celebrations. We've canceled our history. Uh, we've canceled wow. people's careers. Wow, we're not canceling our history. We're, we're acknowledging it for what it is, and they're taking it as canceling. But, I mean, to, to hold proud the, the, the history of America, to not extend a hand to the groups who you say are no longer oppressed, um, I just I can't see how you're building anything constructive. I, I like like many people have said the tearing down of these statues have actually been the make the, the history in the making. So it's fascinating that we have people here who say change is disgusting. That you don't write about how change was stopped in history books. No, you 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 write about how change happened. So it's fascinating that these people want to exist in the part of the textbook where their names will not be mentioned. Mine won't be either, but I'm okay with that because I'm just a little peasant rat. I have no skin in this race, but I just like watching the elites, man. It's it's my favorite sport, really. And I do think that we need to have some sort of a celebration, even if it's by proxy, even if it's something that the people are just tuning into. I know we're having a lot of conversations. I'm having conversations every day with my daughters about all of this, about uh, policing and history and Good. what we do moving forward as individuals and, you know, basic things like saying please and thank you and being good to each other and getting back to basics. I like how Fox News just avoids actually like really talking about the like this segment in particular is really avoiding talking about the issues completely and is just bringing it back to uh, Geraldo says, please just wear a mask. She says, I just like I tell my kids to be like to have good manners like that's enough. And one of the nice ways to get back to basics on the 4th of July is appreciate this incredible country that can withstand the turmoil and the conversations and the chaos that we're going through right now. And we can't do that by ignoring history, but embracing this moment. She seemed really confident at ending that sentence. But like, to be perfectly honest, um, she's saying not to ignore history, but embrace the moment. Um, she's completely ignoring the history but she is embracing the moment unless she's not ignoring the history and she just doesn't have a problem with it which you know her stance would be more like you know i know your people were oppressed but you should get over it and you should continue to see the faces of the leaders who oppressed your ancestors uh get over it that's a very strange way of looking at things but like this is what 
happens when people who actually don't have any skin in the race just argue for money. Um, I can't really see her going against oppressed groups unless it benefits her. Um, that's the only thing I could see out of denying this because a lot of people are just so sold in the American myth maybe that like the the lies that we have been sold are so woven into the identity that in order to remove the white supremacy from our mind we have to kill the ego and that's a very large step for for a lot of us so whew, man it's just like when i when i listen to their rhetoric i'm just so surprised that they resigned to the side of um my founding fathers did nothing wrong um it's fascinating. They always say that like that they, that they had made mistakes, but we've gotten past that, or we've 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 withstood it all, or we've gotten through the turmoil. It's it's just language to say that we've ignored it, we've walked past it. It's like the dead homeless man that everybody just kind of steps over until somebody ends up tripping on him, and then they call the cops to come shoot him some more. It's not an exact case, but I just feel like it's a fitting metaphor for the way America faces issues. Or at least the elite class faces issues. All right, Lawrence, let's say the fires don't go on fire, my fingers are crossed, uh, and things do go well, and the protests are protests, and they don't get violent. I'm a little worried about Washington and the Emancipation Memorial. There's going to be a protest there. And they say mm -hmm. they got, got these very organized protest teams are going to be fanned out uh, through all these monuments and statues. And Washington is full of monuments and statues. Do you worry about the Fourth of July being marred? Yeah, but I'm also worried about the conversation that we're having. I mean, the last time I checked, black Americans were saying, let's have a conversation about policing, making sure we have equal protection under the law. But it are. seemed like some people heard, we want you to virtue signal. We want you no. to do unnecessary things that have nothing to do with equal protection under the law. So that leads me to believe no, no, that... No, no, see, see, he doesn't understand the institutions, the things built into our mind, and then affects how we uh, work in the system and how we organize politically. He's he's moving the two as, as, as if they're separate, but they're really not. And also, uh, defund the police, abolish the police, um, a fixing of the criminal justice system, a fixing of the prison industrial complex, all of these things have pieces of white supremacy and racism within them so in order to do that it, this is all connected and the fact that he is trying to separate the intersectionality of all of these things is uh some more class warfare i spotted it if you disagree with that please let me know but i'm just letting you know that by him selling you beliefs that work against your self-interest unless you know you're interested in retaining white power then he is working hard for you but if you're interested in making effective change to actually better the outcomes for a lot of individuals in this country as if you were a sympathetic person I would say that you have to kind of disagree with the fact that these are two separate things that the statues and police brutality are two separate things they're not deep down deep 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 in the ground in the roots they're interconnected some have their own agenda okay because i, I i've been watching all this stuff happen across the country the, the communities and, and the people that are on this panel that are having these conversations we didn't ask for any of that why are you doing that that means you have your own agenda i, I went the other day to chaz in new york city okay 
And yeah. I wanted to see what was going on down there on the ground. They have their own police there. They have their own EMT people there. People that aren't licensed to do any of this. Wait, there's a Chaz in New York? <laughs> New York Chaz. I'm Googling it right now if you're listening and not watching. Because uh, two days ago in Seattle, they did clear the protest autonomous zone in Seattle. But I had not actually seen how successful or not that was for the police. And New York Times, I don't have a subscription for. I heard that I have to... Yeah, there, there's reports from like two days ago, apparently, of New York Chaz. And they have a report here from Lawrence Jones, the same exact guy who's talking here from Fox News. It says, uh, Lawrence Jones describes confrontation with Black Lives Matters protesters at New York Chaz. I didn't even know that they had a Chaz. Like, when did this go up? I haven't even seen official reports of a New York uh, autonomy zone. Uh, yeah, two days ago, it was reported New York City protesters seen occupying outside City Hall. Uh, National Review has New York City's City Hall Autonomous Zone posted 18 hours ago. Um, two days ago from the post-millennial, protesters erect Autonomous Zone. Three days ago... Photos show how protesters have occupied New York City's cap uh, police. That's fascinating. Temporary autonomous zone. Not, not exactly that. Interesting. Um, there's still not very much news on it. It's fascinating that Fox News and National Review are fucking reporting about it. But maybe it's just... there's it, It's not exactly that kind of situation. They have built barricades and lines. Um, wow, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, I'm still not seeing. They do have demands. Defund the police, demilitarize communities, remove cops from schools, free people from prisons and jails, repeal laws criminalizing survival invests in community self-governance provides safe accessible housing it says affordable fully invest in care not cops i think honestly those seem pretty reasonable i could see how so many people are gonna uh paint it as if it's not reasonable but those are pretty reasonable demands for people to request a bit more power in their lives um, and it, that would be great if we could return it. That's awesome. There's a Spider-Man. There's a guy in a Spider-Man outfit. It says Black Lives Matter. That's a pretty cool picture. So, yeah, National Review says there's an autonomous zone in New York City. So, I guess there's an autonomous zone in New York City. I, I 
literally cannot find anything else about this. Bit concerning, if I do say so myself. Um, but we're gonna have to move on. I guess that's I guess that's happening. It's, it's straight up anarchy. It's it's disgusting. They tried to kick me out of there. I'm the only one that was black that was in that circle, and they're telling me why my life should matter. So again. I think Pretty we need sure to get back lying. on track here. Nobody's asking for virtue signaling. We want equal justice under the law, but I think it's important that we start holding these bad actors accountable. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Anderson's son died in Seattle, and there's still no answers for why he died and why the ambulances were prevented from coming there to save him. That's a. I just want to mention, too, that he's also lying about the situation in Seattle because they were taken to the hospital by the protesters themselves. So uh, nobody was really prevented from care. They did it themselves. It's a mischaracterization and a misconception. And I give you an F on your report, sir. Thank problem. You. And those mayors need to be held right. accountable for that. Uh, Lawrence, I That's hilarious because the mayors are actually the ones who push the people to this position because the mayors who are the ones giving these certain permissions to the police who then uh, use those permissions to brutalize the protesters. The protesters then reacted by occupying certain specific important zones, creating what they call an autonomous zone in order to cause disruption for the city. And so then the city is then forced to listen to the actual demands of the protest movement and they can't just keep beating the shit out of them. It would actually be pretty bad praxis and optics. So they're, they, they had to hold back. But unfortunately, it looks like Seattle did get broken up after four shootings in about a week's time yeah new york times reporting it it says fox news says seattle police arrest 10 after clashes and cleared chop zone um Uh, local news here says, I don't think anyone has won. Neighbors react after Seattle dis, uh, police dismantled CHOP Zone. I'm not sure it's actually really that over, but uh, they did go in and clear it out. And it's sad. Uh, Slate.com here has an article of what it was like in the final days. I'm sure this is a uh, actually well-researched, well-reported uh, observation. Oh, it's actually an interview as well, so I'm just going to throw that in the chat stream for people to check out. Throw that in the stream chat. And chaka. Send that out. All right. Now we got to move on. It's sad. It's pretty sad. RIP Chop. But I, I don't know if it's the end of Chop, so it might not be. I hear your frustration. I feel it too, because I don't know whose agenda this is. Uh, because I saw two African American gentlemen uh, say on Monday in Seattle, "I don't know who, what this protest is. Break it up. We don't even know these people." So it started out as uh, equal justice under the law. I met two black people who said, "I don't know what these protests are about," and that delegitimizes any movement. That delegitimizes every other black person who is a part of this protest movement. Turned into a bunch of shirtless skateboarders uh, creating anarchy. Shirtless while being skateboarders creating anarchy. 
Are we seriously in the 1950s again? And how do these people not recognize that they are these, like, get-off-my-damn-lawn people? Like, Gerardo with his weird mustache and smile. She's smirking like that mom who just, like, is waiting to Karen at any second. This girl over here at the bottom right, I feel like she's close to, feel, like, realizing, oh, my God, I've chosen the Empire. And then Lawrence is just stern-faced, like, I, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. Them bills are piling up. I just gotta keep going. And I don't remember the guy whose hosting's name is, but he's obviously just in attack mode. He, he is a German Husky canine trained cop, and he is just going in. The, uh, the precinct, yeah, Emily, it's hard everywhere. to follow Lawrence. Bunch of hippies yeah, everywhere. it's crazy. <laughs> but Emily, uh, looking at the 4th of July, so mad do you think we hippies. can take a step back and celebrate? <laughs> I hope so. I hope that during the 4th of July Independence Weekend that all of us uh. see ourselves as Americans first before any type of competing ideology and everything that is going on that is currently fracturing. Competing ideology. I think what the problem is is that uh, most of the mainstream media... I would, I would mostly blame Fox News and uh, right-wing pundits, but, you know, the left is, you know, pretty guilty of this, or I guess uh, center of right, I would say, like CNN, MSNBC. Um is that you know we're not acknowledging the class systems that are within america and that have been transforming from america um we've 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 transferred uh, uh work slaves into prison slaves um we also transferred uh you know uh working slaves to wage labor slaves um the the rich has grown exponentially in the in the luxury department their luxuries are just beyond belief at this point like at the level i'm at if i see like a sauna the size of my house like that's 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 definitely going to impress me but i'm still going to think it's excessive um so i mean classes have been changing for a while improving in some areas and not so much in other areas but without properly acknowledging who's in the uh, dangerous class, who's in the unpersons class, who is in the protected class. Um, uh, you know, I don't know how many classes it breaks down into between if it's colored classes or if it's uh, income classes or if it is ideology classes. There's so many things, gender classes, um, sexuality classes. It's, we, we have a caste system that is uh, institutionalized in our minds. And until we face those implicit biases that have been coming out explicitly lately, um, we're not really going to get that harmony and that union that everybody keeps seemingly thinking that we've had for a really long time and that we've had uh, that, you know, it's, it's only eroding now. Like, this is the only time that the United States has been divided about race issues and our history before and the actions of the state. It's, it's, it's fascinating because this is a conversation uh, almost 200 years old. It's, it, it, it never ended. It's always been going on, and while the powers that be give slight concessions, it's never really been enough. And I'm not sure if pissing off racists is really not that much worth it than just allowing uh, more opportunities for uh, a diverse group of people, whether they're poor or colored. But capitalism will claim to give you that opportunity, but the 
upward mobility as of lately, especially in certain material conditions, has been decreasing in chance for a lot of people. So we're kind of seeing the the dwindling of the American dream, and it's kind of becoming like a American VIP section, which it always has had, but it's becoming... Um, it's it's hitting elysium levels and uh you know at some point you are gonna have that separation of wealth and poor in hunger games levels and we, you know we kind of already have that but it's so distant in lands but the level of inequality is actually reaching to the nations themselves you can see it in certain third world nations and other dictatorial nations but um you know, you've never really seen it that bad with the uh, rise of massive ghettos and the also rise of a all-powerful minority. So, us, I know that myself and my family will be celebrating and honoring this country and all it stands for, especially the opportunity for which they all immigrated here. And I have to just echo Lawrence's comments wow. for a moment since I'm currently so in Seattle. Right it now. struck me, uh, the president's comments when he specifically addressed anarchists, agitators, looters, and fools. These are not protesters. This is not peaceful protesting either. And I think it's important for everyone to make that distinction because because they're not violent protesters. But she's building up that language even more. Like I talked last last transmission about calls to action. They keep pushing this rhetoric. They keep pushing this language and it keeps becoming more and more hostile like this is not a healthy democracy at this point when you see nonviolent protesters as um feral animals you know it's it's dehumanizing language to your fellow citizens it's creating an other out of ideas out of a perception out of a paranoia really so it's um, some heavy fashy shit going on and I can't believe how much people are willing to do this for the sake of upholding capitalism as it stands um, you know I feel like them losing a bit for people to gain a bit more seems pretty reasonable but they don't want to give up any uh, concessions whatsoever and you know I think JFK um, said something about unanswered peaceful protests turn uh, into violent riots. Um, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Everybody literally just wants to live a dignified life. Um, but material conditions in certain areas combined with uh, systemic issues and um, institutionalized hatred that has broken it it has broken it to the point where even neo-nazis don't think that uh multiculturalism can they never thought that i don't know what i was thinking i was i was listening to the striker vosh destiny and uh, other guy debate and now I got lost so let's wrap it up because the level of destruction and absolute annihilation of these neighborhoods and cities are being undertaken by yes all of these computers Destruction and absolute annihilation of these neighborhoods. I don't remember hearing like neighborhoods just being destroyed. Like the conversation moved from certain businesses, municipality buildings, city buildings, and now it's neighborhoods. This is just fear mongering 
competing ideologists and destructors that have nothing to do with what our Constitution protects, which is peaceful assembly or en masse movements uh, through the legislature, through changing things that way. Of course, no one is going to pay attention to monuments being pulled down and set on fire and while cops mm -hmm. are getting bashed in the face with skateboards. That tramples on all of our rights. That that does not elevate them. And final point, I think it's laughable. That's funny, is by painting the uh, actual people's movement that's happening in the streets right now, by painting it as a completely violent movement, um, it brings the idea that they are taking away your rights more than the government is. Um, but with your consent, if you are believing this narrative here, with your consent, you are allowing them to crack down on your First Amendment, just not on you. And so I guess that's what makes it okay. And quite disheartening that now the local and state leadership of Minnesota and Minneapolis are calling upon the federal government to bail them out. They're calling for a federal declaration Ooh. for of disaster that now the local and state leadership of Minnesota and Minneapolis are calling upon the federal government to bail them out. They're calling for a federal declaration for of disaster so that they can get those funds when it's their inadequacy, their lack of response, and their utter failure in their leadership capacities that let down their residents, what? mostly people of color and minority-owned small businesses, for example, and the residents there. That's so fascinating that she's also blaming the leadership of the mayors for everything that went down in minneapolis but like in reality they went full authoritarian like that was such a republican response it's you know it i i really shouldn't even give it that label because it was such just a it was such a state response to have the police just interact with their their citizens that way it was exactly like how ferguson acted and it's just so fascinating that the blame is then also thrown on the mayor who gives these these orders to the police. They're not they're not separated from the actions of what the police did. And the police are the really the the entity that exacerbated the situation instead of immediately arresting Derek Chauvin for sitting on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. They put up heavy lines of armored police armed to the teeth with uh tear gas and rubber bullets like come on <laughs> oh man i this is what i'm saying is this kind of uh psychic class warfare where they are selling uh poor people and average schmo joes they're uh um they're selling them beliefs that just completely work against actual democratic self-interest and um anything that would be considered people's power even though right now she is blaming the leadership it's not actually the structure that it's set up because that was just orders that went down and she's not specifying a specific problem that has caused all the issues going on in minneapolis as to why they wouldn't deserve disaster relief fund um i feel like her doing that is extremely unfair to the citizens even though you know, let's say the citizens cause the most damage in their city. Um, I sit on the side of they, 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 that I, the, the looting is not the biggest problem. The shoot, the, the, the stealing is not the biggest problem. The setting on fire of 
insured buildings, Target came out and said it was fine. Um, so the property damage being fixed, you know, it, it also gives jobs to those people who also might be unemployed in these times because of coronavirus, you know, rebuilding their community after smashing it and getting paid to do it as well. I see this as a positive change in the community. Uh, the people would be like, oh, well, you're, you're rewarding the protesters or not protesters. You're rewarding the rioters. Um, well, I see them as protesters. That's why I got mixed up at, at, at the beginning. But yeah, actually, that that's the point. That that's the point is to reward the protesters for um, exercising their First Amendment right, especially when I feel that they are just. And um, wanting Derek Chauvin and the other three officers who helped uh, choke the life from George Floyd, wanting them to be arrested, seems pretty just for a protest. And then the police, the police response seems pretty just. Not not equally. No, I can't. I can't justify um, rioting. That's I can't. I can't. I can't justify it. But what I'm gonna say is, is that the police did not act right either. And so having hypocrites pointing fingers is a pretty pointless um, objective to aim at. It's uh, it's not constructive. It's, I use this word a lot, but like we are in a point where we are either gonna be regressive or constructive, and. Um, That destruction is 100% on them. Just like here in Seattle, the Chad's destruction and those lives lost, gotcha. those young black lives lost are on the mayor's shoulders. And no coverage, absolutely and, and no coverage. Yeah, it News. was amazing. Oh, the network news just couldn't fit it in. It's, uh, and even though there's death and destruction and they were saluting it for a week and a half. Uh, Emily, great point. And hey, in Minneapolis, when you gave up your precinct and you told your cops to leave and they destroyed it, we're not fixing it. So that's on your dime. Time to go into overdraft in your checking account. All right. So, yeah, we're just running things like a business now at this point. Um, it's just, it's so, um, it's just so Republican, man. It's just so Republican to do things like this, too to uh to view a state's problems as its own but it's it's systemically built like this so that i feel like the federal government also has to take uh acknowledgement but um we're seeing the uh eroding and destruction of our of our government um so you know whatever it reforms into as the phoenix comes out of the ashes i really hope it is a positive force for good but i'm sure by the time it does reach that point hopefully i am no longer here to witness it but judging by how fast things are eroding i'm not so sure um yep i'm not gonna watch don jr calling out hypocrisy of having protests during a pandemic because you know if we were to stay home um and not protest because of a pandemic we would not be talking about these fucking issues that we're talking about you wouldn't have had that whole segment that i just fucking watched oh man uh, so Fox News is keeping it as toxic as ever. Um, but please, uh, the main reminder here is to, of course, go to Fight for the Future at actionnetwork.org slash petitions slash don't let Congress kill encryption. Just find this fucking donation page. Don't even donate. Just sign it. Just sign it. Call your fucking representative. Look here. Look, press one. Call call this will connect you to your members of congress so you can tell them vote no you can get the earn act buried 
You can bury that shit all on your own. And then if possible, please consider making a donation to their organization. Um, they are working on uh, internet privacy rights, which I, sh I think is incredibly important because as time passes, uh, the five are working to convince our fellow citizens to not fight for their internet privacy rights. So let's get those locked down. And that's the ultimate way to tell all of these fashy corporations and uh governments to go fuck themselves peaceably and with love um this was the working class observer class warfare report the world is fucked um but so long as we have protests out in the streets i i think we have a chance so everybody please have a beautiful wonderful night stay safe do the best that you can because that's all you really can do thank you